ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Today, I sit down with Lisa Marie Thatcher of Eagle Eye Hunting to talk about guiding in the beautiful state of California. All right, everybody, we are on with Lisa Marie Thatcher, the owner of Eagle Eye Hunting and Fishing out in California. Uh, Lisa Marie, thank you for joining us. Hi, Amy. Uh, thank you very much for having me on Western Contours. I'm pretty excited about it. Thank uh, you. We are too. We're excited to hear all about um, all about who you are and where you've gotten started and how hard you have worked to be where you are today. All right on. Okay, well, um, I'll start out with um, who you are. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Lisa Marie Thatcher with Eagle Eye Hunting and Fishing. I grew up um, in the outdoors every chance that we could get. Uh, as soon as my pops got off of work at four o'clock on Friday, my mom was packed up, ready to go and headed to the mountains or, uh, you know, bird hunting, fishing or deer hunting, bear. It was a great way to grow up. That is awesome. Uh, yeah. I have uh, four children, two daughters and two boys. And always uh, wanted to raise my kids out outdoors, fishing and hunting. Two of them, the, my youngest two, picked it up uh, pretty quick. Um, they really enjoy it and keep pursuing um, getting outdoors. But my oldest two, not so much. They kind of just <laughs> do their own thing. And that's okay, you know. Um, if it was their choice, if they want to get out there, then great. If not, I totally get it, you know. Yeah. It's not for everyone. It isn't. It isn't. And that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I love how it kind of sounds like your dad and your kids are your inspiration. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Uh, I just, you know, I, I cherish and have some great memories with uh, my dad and hunting. And that's what made me who I am today. I love know? that. And, and my kids, you know, it's, it's nice to uh, see them picking up on what you're teaching them and, and actually enjoying it and getting out and harvesting their own bucks and the, the excitement and like, oh, I can't believe I just did that, you know, and it, it's exciting for a parent, you know, to watch how your kid really listen to you, you know, yeah, and they get it. Yeah. And they, they just did it on their own. A very proud moments. I love that. Hey, go yeah. back to when you were a kid um, or kind of growing up. What was one of your favorite hunts or fishing, well, like whichever yeah. one? 
my favorite one would be my dad with his old bear recurve uh, bow. We were out bear hunting. I was about eight years old. And this bear was huge. I was so scared. I couldn't not I couldn't even imagine, but even with a bow and that at that age that bear looked like Godzilla. You know, <laughs> it's just a monster, <laughs> bearzilla. Uh, but my dad he got it at forty yards with his bow and that thing I'll never forget with our old Willie's GP um winched it up into a tree. It was the monster bear. I mean, I'll never forget that. I think I still have dreams about it. <laughs> That's but amazing. That was my favorite experience with my dad and my uncle and our old Willie's Jeep. It was, I'll never forget it. Um, were you, uh, how old were you at that point? Uh, eight years old. Eight years old. Man, that bear yeah. must have seemed really big. <laughs> oh, it was monster, monster, scary, still hanging in the tree, very scary at at that age, you know. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. I, I did not grow up. I grew up in the outdoors, but I didn't grow up hunting. And so um, to think of being that age and come up against that is pretty, I can't even imagine it. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then to I, I see what happened afterwards and to go through that whole process is amazing. Yeah, it was a great experience, you know, learning um, how to cape them out and gut. And, and then, you know, at the end of the day, after you're done with all of that, then you're cooking up the heart and, mm-hmm. you know, it's right there over the campfire. It's just great memories. And um, growing up, that's exactly what I had uh, envisioned for my family. And, you know, I've been able to uh, provide that and teach them how to sustain for themselves as well, which is a, a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope that they pass it on to their kids, you know, because, you know, that's that's what life is all about and keep on teaching. That's true. It's very true. Um, yeah. And that's I mean we're all striving to kind of pass it on to the next generation. And so to see fruition of that happen is pretty cool to go from your dad to you, to your kids. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm excited to yeah. do that this year with my kids. It'll be, they're going through hunter safety right now. They've got their field class oh, on Saturday. And so it's just, it has been fun to see them walk alongside this summer, especially with yeah. land management and um, and following the rules and learning more about it. It's been exciting to see it fresh in their eyes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's what, yeah, it's very refreshing to see them involved and want, want to get out there and learn. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell it's me how, <laughs> tell me how you started um, guiding. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I moved into Owens Valley uh, two years ago. And I was always out in the mountains, just out there with my binos, sitting on a ridge or, you know, driving the roads, out getting lost somewhere, just glassing and checking out the elk and the bucks out here. And, you know, especially during uh, the seasons out here, it seems like the town event, everybody's out there talking to different hunters scoping bucks out and helping everybody and and that's what I really enjoyed and a lot of uh, hunters would see me on Facebook and say you know are are you that girl that was sitting on that ridge or came (laughs) over and helped us get that buck I said yeah that's me you know they said you need to get out there and get your guide's license Mm -hmm. and you know I I said you're right I've been thinking about it for many years and you know this is uh this is my my backyard here um, that all these specialty tags are in, you know, so, and they're right here. I can walk out my back gate and go check them out or sit here from my uh, porch and blast the mountains. It's, it's wonderful. That has you to know. be fun. Yeah. There's fishing and hunting. I mean, there's bears, there's, you know, bucks, elks, our tule elk, and it, it's an amazing place to live and to be able to just, you know, go for a little hike and spot so many animals is, is, uh, perfect. Tell me what, because I'm an East coaster, tell me what all, um, specialty license you have right there where you are. 
Um, so our tags here, uh, we have our zones um, X9B, X9C. Um, they have the archery zones as A1617 um, and uh, 18. And we have X9A is up a little bit towards Mammoth. Um, our late hunt here is the G3 hunt is a really exciting hunt. Um, Fun. All the big, big butts come, you know, they're all in rut. It, it's a exciting time of the year for us here in Owens Valley. You'll see so many uh, other hunters that didn't draw a tag are just up there checking it out, you know, congratulating people who just got their buck down or helping them out you know hey i spotted a really bomb you know good bomber over here you know so it's exciting and all the hunters come together to help that person that drew that specialty tag because they know how long it takes to get drawn for that tag wow what a community yeah Yeah, it's great um you know and a lot of times if uh people get a buck down or an elk down out here they're there's a butcher in town here that everybody meets up over there when an animal's brought in, you know, high five, congratulate, you know, wow. let's have a beard, celebrate. So it's a, a great community and been welcomed in here uh, really nicely. Yeah. What about, yeah. What about adapting um, and prospering as, as a guide in such a male-driven industry? Yeah, that that uh, in the beginning was tough. I didn't expect to really walk into um, the guiding business and uh, had no idea that um, there was a little bit of drama going into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yep. never expected that, um, you know, got a call immediately. Are you serious? You're, you're a guide. I said, yes, sir, you know. And uh, I, I, we talked and, you know, he, he said, right on, good for you after we sat and talked. So that was, that was really nice. But there has been, you know, some that are not welcoming to women being involved in the same business. Mm-hmm. Um, think that it is a man's business. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, I, I'm not here to step on any toes. I think that if everybody works together, you know, that's the best for our clients. That's, uh, that's a great mentality to start with because it is about community. It is about joining together, whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're a youth or um, someone more mature and older in age, it's, it's one thing that binds us all together. So having that mentality going into something like this probably helps out a lot keeping the positive push yeah we're we are all out there for the same thing we're all out there to find the bigger you know better healthiest animal out there for our our hunters you know yeah and 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 if we can help each other like not not all of us are gonna have a hunter with a tag there's there's limited tags that are given out here. Right. And so it's good to work together and, you know, just make that hunt memorable for whoever's client it is and, and be a part of it and celebrate together. And that, that's what I like. And I, and I have to tell you, I have experienced that with the Kika crew. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, Jake Franklin and all the other guys, they have been awesome to me. Um, very welcoming that was my actually uh, last year, the first elk hunt that I had even been on. And I'm very thankful to those guys for including me in that hunt. Um, it was kind of cool how it started. I, I had not even uh, thought about going and guiding the elk. I was just out there studying them and having coffee with them in the mornings, you know, going, Hey, yeah, I remember you from yesterday, you know, yeah. or watching the new contenders come out, you know, uh, out of the woodworks. It's, it was exciting to me. So I was out there every morning taking pictures and how I would take them because I, I didn't have um, really any gear other than my binos and my cell phone. 
So that was about about it. I had uh, no spotting scope. <laughs> I was just out there enjoying it. And I was so excited when I first figured out, hey, Lisa, you could put your your iPhone up to your bino glass, you know, on one of the eyepieces and try and snap a pic. And it turned out I was like, yes, uh-huh. right, we got something. You got to start so, somewhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was um, exciting. So then I started posting elk pictures on Instagram. And that's why I even I hadn't even known really about Instagram until I started uh, just posting those on my Eagle Eye page. Right. So it was kind of cool. Then I met um, Jake Franklin with Kika and he's like, where, where'd you see those bulls? And I, you know, I'm like right here in my backyard now. And he's like, oh man. <laughs> so, uh, he said, we have to meet. We have an elk hunt out there. And so they were liking the bulls that I was, I was out there enjoying. Um, mm-hmm. So their hunter came out and I met them and took him out to where we um, have been spotting the bulls out there, uh, showed them and they were very excited because Lisa, you do not have a spotting scope. I said, no, he said, come over here, come to my vehicle. So I took him over there and he just pulls out this beautiful Maven spotting scope. And wow. I tell you, he said, he hands it to me. He said, here, this is for you. We, you know, appreciate you and all your hunt you know, time with this hunt and it was exciting. Yeah. I was just, uh, my heart when, you know, just was like, Oh, how awesome is this? This means a lot to me. Right. So that, that was a pretty special moment right there with that first elk hunt. It was an amazing elk hunt. Their hunter did awesome. It was a archery hunt. He, he belly crawled forever. Wow. Um, got that bull. Yeah. As soon as that bull stood up, he drilled it. It was a exciting moment. Everybody just high-fiving, hugging, belly bumping, you know, jumping up and down. It, it was a great, great time. Great experience. Yeah. And the, you know, camaraderie that they all have and welcomed us in there. It was a pretty awesome experience. How exciting. I, I know that in talking with Guy, um, here on Western Contours and hearing him Mm -hmm. talk to other people, I know that California has such a diverse amount of game and you hear a lot of people going to Colorado or, um, or to other states for elk and uh, deer and things like that. But he keeps talking about California, California, California. And um, and I keep hearing about the Thule elk, and it's only yeah. in California, right? Right. Yes. They. Um, so if they want to get a grand slam with all the elk, they have to come to California yeah. for their tour. Yeah, to punch their tag. Yeah, it's um, pretty exciting. And, you know, the limited tag numbers they allow, um, it, it, it's a lifetime hunt, definitely. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet. Definitely. Hey, and then yeah, we, go mm-hmm. ahead. Oh, no, um, we're excited. Uh, we have our uh, a bull elk hunt here for the Independence Herd um, coming up in October. So we're looking forward to that. There's some really good looking bulls out there. Um, so that, that'll be exciting for October, October coming. That will be, that's, um, uh, I've heard a couple of things and I've looked up a couple of things just in California. And I know that you guys had, um, a pretty devastating loss. Was it, um, last year or the year before with the mule deer? Um, yes, in 2017 up yeah. towards Bishop with the ice and the yeah rock slide it was uh, very devastating um oh man and there's some good bucks that uh, didn't survive oh goodness um yeah it was it was over a hundred mule deer that died definitely yes uh, plus <laughs> goodness gracious yeah. I, I can't I can only imagine that it affected the the hunting in that area for a little bit with the mule deer. Um, yes, yes. Last year seemed to pick up, um, you know, uh, was a better year than the year before that. So it did definitely take a toll 
um, on a herd out here. Wow. Migration. Now you're also a fish guide. Yes, yes. Um, perch have been on fire at Crawley over here this this year. It's uh, been so exciting, you know, and it, it's uh, kind of, it's hard for me because, you know, opener for fishing and then I have to prepare for elk and mm-hmm. it, it kind of pulls me both ways but I have to even if I go out a couple days a week during the middle of the week and then concentrate on my elk or deer guide you know it's a uh, it's fun but it keeps me on my toes and helps me uh not think about the pain that I go through from my uh five back surgeries that I've had yeah so as long as I keep myself moving you know if it's either fishing or uh, out there scouting or you know doing my own hunting yeah um try and just keep keep moving to keep it off my mind of what my pain is now you you have a heart for your community and for the hunting community um for everyone really but you have a tender spot for um, for disabled, for youth, especially, and for our older hunters. Yes. Um, that, that's why I started, you know, I, when I was laying in the hospital and missing out on deer season, I, I really thought, you know, well, there's other hunters out there that are missing, you know, deer season or whatever fishing season right now. And, you know, they're, there has to be ways to get out there. So, you know, I, I would get out there even with my wheelchair. There's, there's permits you can get to hunt out of your vehicle. You know, you just have to have your doctor sign off on it that mm-hmm. you have a limited disability. Um, and, and there's ways of getting out there. So as soon as I could, even if season was over, I was out there. I had um, hand controls put in my vehicle um, that way I could just go, even just go spotting stuff off the road, you know, yeah. it just kept my mind off of, off of pain and what I was going through. So that really, um, made me want to help, even if I'm driving up, um, for the Goodell hunt up here in Owens Valley, it's a lot of elderly and and I'd pull over, if you, you know, they got a buck down. We're all going to put a hand on those <laughs> that rack and, you know, help do what we can. Grab a leg, drag, you know, everybody work together. Yeah. And that's what it's about to me. And, you know, you, you need something they don't, if they don't have something in their pack, maybe you do, you know, pull over and help. Um, everybody just get together and help. Um, and our youth, I think... Um, it's great that there's a lot more youth um, wanting to get out and hunt and fish and, you know, trap shoot or, or whatever. I, I think it's great and it's great for them to learn about conservation and, you know, how to give back and get out there and volunteer with, you know, fish and wildlife. So, you know, it's all things that are going to benefit them for our future mm-hmm. and, um, you know, get out there and volunteer. They they can get their uh, community ser- service credits from Fish and Wildlife. You know, everything will benefit them and, right. and for, you know, the future of the kids and getting out there hunting. Yeah. it. Um, whether you're a youth, whether you've like my kids coming up into it or you are like me as a late comer to the hunting community. So it's, um, the mentorships that come with it. It's, it's, um, it's not just for little kids. I, I have been very appreciative of people who have gone ahead of me and who are just slightly ahead of me and in what I can sponge from them just learning and then pass it on, um, and continue that cycle. Right. You know, and, and I never imagined um, the impression that I would make on other um, women mm-hmm. and, and men that haven't really been active in the hunting or outdoors, but have had, um, you know, maybe a, a little um, want 
they wanted to get into it, uh, didn't know how to. Um, so that's been really cool, especially, you know, on the, on social media where they contact you from all over. Oh yeah. You know, and, and just say that they respect what I'm doing and, you know, would love to learn how to become more involved or how to become, um, get, you know, how to get their, uh, um, you know, their hunter safety course done mm-hmm. and where to put in for tags. You know, it, it's great. All the questions and how everybody's been welcoming to what I'm, what I'm doing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that you're, you have goals and you have hopes and you have these dreams for, um, for your business and for yourself and for family and all of that. But I also hear all of the hopes and dreams that you have for clients and the community around you. And it just, it, I know that you're not the only one. I mean, talking about Jake and, and what they've done for you and for the community as well, but it's nice to see that continue on. Yes, yeah. Our our community is pretty tight over here, um, and they work a lot with uh, fish and game um, over here at uh, Mount Whitney Fish Hatchery. We do every year with fish and game the uh, kids fishing day, and they get to get on these huge trout. I mean, uh, they're massive. They're at least five pounds plus. Wow! And so exciting. And uh, last when we did it. Uh, this last year it was uh pretty cool because i actually raised uh, some eagle eye owens valley night crawlers <laughs> so i raised Very them nice. <laughs> yeah it was pretty exciting and i raised them and donated them um so that the kids can use them for catching their big old monster trout it was a great day and to see all the kids out there getting involved and and looking forward to um the excitement of catching those big monsters they're looking at right in front of them. Uh, it's a good experience, <laughs> good experience for the kids. Um, cause they're going to, they're going to catch one. So it's, uh, it keeps them excited and motivated to want to fish more. Yeah. It's hard with, um, competing with internet and, Nintendo and um, all the screen time and keeping their attention. And I was just talking with somebody the other day about how um, I started fishing. Fishing was what we did as a family growing up. And that teaches you the patience. It teaches you the ability to sit and wait. And that has been the first thing that we introduced our kids to over the past couple of years was fishing and learning how to be patient, how to take the time. um, Because when you put that effort in and you, you wait, there are good things that can happen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You got it. That, that is the big thing, you know, and, and I appreciate my dad for taking me out there, sitting kind of on those lakes of boring, boring for kids. But, you know, he, he made it a little exciting here and there, tug mm-hmm. on my, my line when I wasn't <laughs> looking, you know, hey, you awake? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I appreciate those um lessons of patience and and they did pan out not all the time you know but that's that's hunting and fishing you you're it's true you, it takes a lot of patience yeah know. and it takes not getting that bite and um and not seeing an elk and not seeing a deer to almost make that yearning a little bit more to get back out there right you got it yeah yeah okay so 2019 Yes. What what are some of the goals you've got for this season? Some of some exciting things that you're hoping for? Well, um, you know, our, our elk hunt coming up in October. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited about that. There's some great bulls out there in the independence herd. Um, we have our eye on and um, this is there's only one tag bull tag issued for that um herd so it's exciting um looking forward to it and getting everyone getting together and having a excitement 
with our hunter out there. Yeah. We have a couple X9B tag holders. Um, so that's exciting. That's coming up soon. Um, as well as the G3 um, hunt, Goodell hunt, which starts uh, the later season. So, you know, also I have to get on my own buckets. <laughs> I was about to ask yeah. about that. When when yeah. are you going to get in there? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I went out um, during archery and um, it's just the over the tag, um, you know, over the counter tag mm-hmm. and for D8. But, and, you know, I did see bucks every day. I, it, you know, they were little dinks. Um, and I just, uh, for me, you know, like to let them grow up a little bit. Yeah. Cause, like, you know, when they're so little, even, even they, they are legal. Um, but it seems like they still have milk on their lips. Yeah, know? it so feels a little like, wrong. Oh, <laughs> you know, and and here in California, you know, a fork spike is is legal. Um, you know, but I I just let them live a little bit. But yeah. you know, and that's not for everybody. A lot of people, um, definitely, and that's okay too. You know, I've I've done it, and you know. Honestly, over the weekend, it was like if I did see or have the opportunity for a little, you know, legal buck, I would have taken them because mm-hmm. it was last weekend, you know. But um, rifle season's coming up, so it, it's just a uh, it it's just nice being out there, even if you don't harvest anything. It's a uh, peaceful, relaxing, and That's true. you know, a lot of reflections on your life, and you know. It's great. Yeah. Just the all around great atmosphere. There are definite lessons that you take from the field into your personal life. Um, If you take those moments to kind of sit in it and, and ponder it and, and take it in for a minute to, um, to use it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I was, I wanted to uh, ask you about, because we do um, spot and stock out here hunting. Yes. And over there, you are tree stand, mm-hmm. you know, out there. And I just couldn't imagine doing it. And I wanted to ask you if it's kind of re- relates to um, me out fishing on my pontoon boat. <laughs> yeah. Getting it's- over, you know, perch bed there and drinking a beer (laughs) drinking a beer and having to like pee in a Gatorade Mm -hmm. you know bottle or Mm -hmm. something because you have you can't get you know yeah out up down and up down you're going to disturb your stuff so is that basically what it would relate to it's a little bit it's a little bit of that um I would say it's a hurry up and wait situation um yeah we work from January until the end of September prepping when yeah. you have, whether you have private land, you do a lot more prepping on private land, um, whether it's uh, planning plots or, um, or uh, I don't know, checking out which is the best place, finding trails, water, mapping things out, um, we have a place we we hunt on five acres. Um, nice. It's small, so there is there's no way you can stock on five acres. Right. Um, yeah. So you do with what you've got. Uh, we've got we do have public land here. Um, people will put up stands. I know that with turkey, they definitely hunt and stalk. They, um, so it's a little bit of both. You've got some mountains over here. We've got the Appalachian mountains and where there's public land there, there's, uh, we've got bear, black bear and elk is, has been reintroduced. And so that is not a tree stand situation. So, um, so we're we're slowly, I think, um, rebuilding that. Uh, we had black bear here in Middle Tennessee not too long ago. So it's slowly re- replenishing um, different things that we can hunt over here. But for whitetail, there's a lot of tree stand. Yeah. Um, and but 
on private land, we have the ability to sit and wait on a deer. We had a 10 point show up on a trail cam actually yesterday. And it was one of those situations where my husband said, oh, we're going to wait on that one. We're going to let him grow another year. He's maybe two and a half, three years old. And I'm going, but I haven't gotten a 10 point. (laughs) I don't know. He'd be a little hard to pass up on. He's really pretty. Um, And then whatever the kids see, it's, it'll be, um, we've got does and things that they can, they can choose from, but, um, yeah, it's a little bit of sit and and wait once the season starts. Yeah. Um, our turkey season opens with deer season for archery, and so okay, we nice. we can choose which one at that point in time to find. There. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know, so when I went through uh, Montana, I was driving through there, and it seemed like everybody had these huge bull racks on the front of their trucks. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And I, wow, that that looks sweet. But then I figured out why. It's they're constantly. It's like uh, these white-tailed deer are running everywhere across the roads. Yeah. Like it's it's like playing Frogger. It is. It is <laughs> here here as well. Here as well. We I have. They. I. We probably don't go a week, especially in the rut, without yeah. hearing that somebody has been hit I'm by a deer. Um, yeah. When we yeah, drive out here, you've got to have your brights on and you've got to drive slow. You, there's no speeding yeah. around corners. Yeah, I was impressed with those bull racks, man. I said, wow, there's some pretty heavy-duty racks. And, <laughs> and they're going down the sidewalls and everything. I thought, what the heck do these people have out here, you know? <laughs> sure enough, I, I saw it, man. I, I, we had to play Frogger a few times going mm-hmm. down the highway. Yeah. So, get it. That's that's cool, though. You know, you learn something new. <laughs> you do. And come on over anytime. I'll put you in a stand. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my dream hunts um, would be um, an archery elk hunt in Colorado. Mm -hmm. That has always, always uh, been on my mind ever since I knew elk hunting existed. So maybe, yeah, maybe one day, you know, I'll get out there and um, get to experience it. But, you know, being out here and uh, calling in the elk out here it's just an amazing experience you know to see them coming right up to you um but i i've just never had a tag you know so that is one thing that uh i'm looking forward to one day but, but one at day. least i get to experience <laughs> yes you know, with other hunters uh, that's one thing that i do love about the guide um business even if i don't have a tag i still get to experience it out there and be a part of it and uh you know, I'm just not the one pulling the trigger. Yeah. I would have goosebumps all over. It would be <laughs> just hearing yeah. that bugle. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's an intimidating, you know, especially when you're out there and they're moving in on you quick, you know, wondering who the heck you are mm-hmm. um, and how close they get. And I thought, you know, the first first time of being out there I was like oh geez Lisa what the heck did you get into (laughs) but um the adrenaline rush is uh pretty it's overtaking you you know you just want to you want more and more yeah Um, and, and that's the passion in me that I have for getting out there and uh even you know if it's three to four times a week, I am out in that field. Um, it just really um, sitting out there and glassing or keeping my mind focused on what animals I can find out there is, is uh, act very healing and uh, mm-hmm. does help my, my pain and me not think about it because I don't like taking all those nasty medicines. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's a great so distraction. Yeah, if I can keep my uh, mind off of it and get out there um, with my legs moving, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Well, tell me how you got the name Eagle Eye Hunting okay. for your business. Yeah. Well, you know, growing up, my my dad would take us, my brother and I and my cousins out there just to go check out the deer. And so he, he said, okay, kids, you know, 
I'll give you a dollar a dough that you spot and five dollars <laughs> a buck. And I was like, right on, smart, man. smart. <laughs> I got it down. Yeah, you learn real quick how to spot those racks and you know the brush and mm-hmm. you know bedding. You know, just you really, you know. He said, "Okay, Lisa, always look for the hardest. You know, to spot the hardest thing at first. You're looking for racks and bushes." The obviously, you know, the others are that are bedded right next to a tree, they're going to stand out even more. So look for the hard stuff first. And that, you know, he said, every time I'd, I'd uh, find a buck, he's like, dang, okay, there's another five bucks. You know, <laughs> I wouldn't even call out the does because I was looking for the racks. Yeah, good times, good memories. And, you know, I... I taught my kids that way as well. And my two youngest, man, they are on it. I was about to ask, do they have goals this year? Um, Yeah. uh, My youngest daughter, she's got a bear tag and a D8 tag. Uh, My oldest, my youngest boy, he uh, is working two jobs, so he's not able to get out and hunt this season. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little frustrated with that, but I (laughs) I get it, you know. Their seasons, yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, you know, my youngest daughter, she's excited. She she got into um, archery a couple years ago. Um, Still, you know, not confident to harvest any game with it yet, and Mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, but she is a she is a dead ringer with her rifle. <laughs> She's Very gotten nice. some really good bucks in the years, um, and you know it's that's an, one thing that's really exciting. You know, they're out there and they're spotting the bucks. And they're like, oh, buck, you know, she gets out and she's out on it. I said, go get it, girl, and she didn't miss a lick. She got her buck, you know, a nice three by three did it all herself, gutted it, everything. And, you know, just seeing her do that and the pride that she had, that she just harvested her own buck and all on her own um, was great. And and her brother even packed it out for her. So it was pretty exciting family moments. You oh, know? no kidding. No kidding. I'd be super proud. Um, yeah. Well, how – so this is – I find myself in this predicament balancing it all. Um, (laughs) And I think that it's not like that wouldn't just stick with women or, um, or anybody, but it is balancing work, home, personal hunting, like all of that kind of stuff. How, um, how do you find that balance? Yeah. Um, well, I, with myself, um, my kids are older. My youngest is going to be 18. So they're, they're out doing their things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't work. Um, I've been disabled, um, with my, uh, low back I- issues and surgeries. And I have the drop feet where yeah. my feet drag and just the really bad pain. So I'm home all the time and it, it gives me something to enjoy and get out and do Um, so I I'm pretty lucky to be able to just go out whenever I want and enjoy as long as my bills are paid I'm I'm good (laughs) I have gas in my vehicles I'm good you know my boots are good I can get out there in the field um so I'm pretty lucky and blessed to be able to just have this um to enjoy and keep me going i love it the yeah the ability to get out that is um i think that's everybody's dream is just the ability to get out there in our community yes yes you know and um i i have talked with a couple gals you know that are wanting to get out and start to learn from from other women to hunt and and I get you know I didn't think about it before you know women sometimes it's hard to take that step to do something that they feel is a man's only world mm-hmm. um, you know and I love that today there's more women that are wanting to get out there 
and put their foot into it and test it out. You know, some of them not not going to follow through because they're not it's not their thing, mm-hmm. but they gave it a shot. You know, you're never going to know until you get out there and try it if you have an interest in it. I agree. Even hunting I agree. or fishing. Yeah. Get out there, try it, you know, or go test the waters, contact um another woman if you feel comfortable or another man. I I've had some great experiences um out there if I ask a man, you know, about a certain question about hunting that I don't know, or how do you get this tag? You know, they're willing to help you to can't be afraid to step out and ask another hunter. It doesn't matter man or woman, That's you know, right. whatever you feel comfortable with. Um, we're all out there to help each other and um, promote each other, uh, just support each other and, and teach. Yeah. It's a, it's a threefold. You learn, you do, you, you teach and it makes you a better hunter. It makes you a better person. Um, it grows you in a way when you teach someone that you could have never gotten to without doing that. Right. Yeah. You know, and a, a lot of the questions I've had as well, um, would be like, what kind of gear, clothing, all of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to be honest, um, and not everybody's the same. A lot of people want to be totally camoed out, you know, or, um, just, you know, I, for me, I'm like El Chipo. Like if, if I could, uh, go out just, which I do just in my like jeans and mm-hmm. a camo shirt or whatever, you know, I'm okay with that. And I've made contact many times, you know, being out there in my jeans and, you know, that's just me. You don't have to like go out and put all this money into gear. Um, you know, there's, there's ways of going around it. They're all, they're colorblind, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, as long as you do your, um, work and effort into, you know, getting down there and you know just sneaking up it's you can get out there you don't have to have all this expensive gear you know the main things that I would say um, are important for getting out there and having um, like first your first gear would be some good glass um, good binos Mm -hmm. uh, you know and then if you're out there archery hunting get a a range finder as well yeah you know, and you're going to need your knives. Um, I, the one knife that I really love is the outdoor edge knife. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one that has a removable blade and you just put in a new one, you know, you don't even need to sharpen them, but, uh, you could just pop in a new one. They, the, that thing doesn't go anywhere that he's all that thing is always with me <laughs> my best friend that one you can you can actually skin two bu- bucks with one knife blade it's pretty good that is great yeah. uh, the the whole gear thing we've you know there's there's a lot of people out there that i would say the majority they can't afford the high dollar gear and yeah my I haven't been doing it that long. I can't afford the really expensive high dollar gear. I'm wearing, I think, a youth mossy oak something um, (laughs) from from eBay. And it's when you're getting started, your skill really Mm -hmm. is um, most important. Are you able to put off an ethical shot? Um, you've got to practice, you've got to be able to, um, to hit the mark, um, to be a, to be a good hunter, all the rest. I mean, it'll come as it comes and you can save for things that you need along the way, but, um, really getting out there and practicing and putting forth effort in, in being able to shoot an ethical shot on an animal is, is really important number one yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yep. and, and then just be you know have your pack prepared mm-hmm. uh for everything anything that you need um for after you get that animal down have you um, have you ever had a situation um 
where you have been glad that you've packed some extra things for just in case situations. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> that, um, you know, and even on the elk hunt that I went with, uh, Kika last year, you know, there things happen, you know, mm-hmm. um, blades break uh, somebody needs another game bag zip ties baggies you know for the heart or the liver and uh you know whatever it may be it, i always i think i overpack and and that's okay with me because i'm prepared if i need it or somebody else needs it mm-hmm. but definitely i do you know take more things than i'm gonna need that's okay. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you're solo hunting. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just never know that, um, you know, talk about that. I, I went on a solo archery hunt, um, just me and my pup and, uh, went up above, uh, Kernville, which is D8 area Mm -hmm. and driving up there by myself. I was, you know, so excited. I knew where some bucks were. Um, so I'm, way up there no cell phone service um but there was a uh, black rock ranger station about five and a half miles from where i i was hunting uh so i get out there no cell phone service my excursion decides to die when oh, i just no. seen yeah i just seen these two bucks run by me I was like okay right on you know we'll park up here and it decided it did not want to start up again so that was an experience um but I was very thankful that I was prepared had my pack loaded um I was thankful it was in the morning so I could hike out um to a you know the ranger station where they had phone service right but you, you just never know I was very prepared I had a cat a mountain lion chirping at me as I was walking back and (laughs) you just never know what's going to happen to you Um, plenty of water had uh jerky just my dog had I had plenty of water for her him and so you just gotta always be prepared for it you just never know what situation you're gonna be put in front of right now you talked a little bit about um Man, I'm still trying to think of what I would do if a mountain lion were chirping at me and I was by yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's sticking yeah. with me there. Um, yeah. The, I had my bow with me, you know, but yeah. uh, we're not able to carry um, concealed weapons out here okay. um, during archery. Yeah. Uh, so it is a little intimidating. Um but that's that's the choice that we make, you know, mm-hmm. being out there and wanting to be uh, out there hunting. You know, they're out there. It's their world. Um, but it definitely is intimidating. Uh, it makes you the hair on the back of your neck stand up. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stay very aware, very keen yes. of everything around you. Um, yes, absolutely. Okay, you were talking a little bit ago, and I wanted to swing back around to that, um, there are, there are lots of different ways, um, that we can talk about conservation and, um, you've got public land, you've got, um, cleanup situations. Like there, there are tons of ways, especially financially that we can talk about conservation, but, um, you were talking about how youth, uh, kids, students, you can get involved, you can get community service hours, you can, um, like there's a ton of stuff that you can do outside of just monetarily giving. Yeah. Um, you know, to me, basically conservation is guarding and, uh, protecting and, um, preserving, you know, meaning, uh, our environment and natural resources for our our animals. So Mm -hmm. to sustain, you know, hunting is very important. And there's, you know, all the money that we spend on licenses and tags that goes into conservation, but also, you know, hunting out there uh, helps maintain the herds. So they're not getting overpopulated, which all the animal born diseases could increase and all that. But if you can't like 
give more out of your pocketbook. There's always getting out there and helping and volunteering with the fish and wildlife. Um, they have great programs. Uh, it, you know, fish, I just got contacted by uh, um, one of the biologists for the fish out here. And they they want you to volunteer, you know, go out to Hot Creek and help um, do shocking of the creek all yeah. that you can get involved um you don't have to just be out there with your pocketbook right. get involved and help them out it's all a great learning experience as well the kids get you know community service credits uh for their school which is that's th- awesome is required yeah. yeah um you know there's all different types of ways that you can go out and be involved and help with conservation i love that um I love that our wildlife resource agencies, they, they're always looking for volunteers and you don't have to have experience. I think that that's what some hunters are thinking. Hey, I'd love to get involved. I don't have experience. They teach you. It's, it's a situation where you go in, Hey, I've never done this before. And they go, come on in, we will show you the ropes. And it just takes stepping outside of that safe boundary of, okay, I know what feels comfortable and then taking a step out to learn something new. And, um, and I think that's what we're all kind of doing as hunters when you're first starting, especially you're, you're learning and you're growing and, um, it doesn't always feel, I don't think confidence is there at the beginning. You earn that and you learn it and you, um, it comes as you go. And I think that's the same in conservation. Um, right. It's the same in, um, in volunteering in protecting what we have around us. Right. And, and don't be afraid, you know, to go up and ask one of the game wardens any questions. They are more than willing to help you um, understand. And, uh, you know, they're, they're also out there. They love telling you hey if you ask them where where can i find you know the fishing hole that they're definitely willing to help you go you know give you directions to the nearest fishing hole where they they know people are catching fish they want you to get out there and enjoy mm-hmm. you know as long as we're following the rules you know that's that's what it's all about yeah and that's you know all part of it there's, there's the camaraderie of it. There's the community of it. There's, it's, it's all included. And I think that this podcast, especially we're trying to close the distance between, uh, between women first, because yeah, we have a staggering amount of women coming into the hunting community, but we have an exponentially large number of women exiting it. And I think, yes, partially it might have, you know, a certain percentage might be women who have tried it and have said, you know, this really isn't for me. And that's perfectly fine. But I think we also have women who are stepping out of it because they can't find a community of women that they can say, Hey, this isn't working. Like the way that I've been taught the way that especially, um, manufacturers have put things together that aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily work for women. Um, Hey, this doesn't work. I don't know how to get from point A to point B. And they might not have another woman to ask that question to. Yeah. Uh, And we're very lucky um, nowadays, you know, with all the social media, you know, people are, it's not so scary to contact someone on social media and ask them a question. Exactly. You're not right in front of their face. And, and that's one thing that I do love the questions that I get the, you know, and and you'll, you might never meet these people, but you're helping them out. If, if I don't know the answer to the question that they're asking, you know, I'm going to reach out to my other hunting buddies, you know, and ask them, Hey, you know, I've, I've got somebody wanting to know this answer and, and I have no friggin' clue. <laughs> and <laughs> I want to know the answer now. <laughs> right. Yeah. You learn it from it too as well, you know, so it's great. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us, you know, are willing to help and answer, um, get you on the right track. Uh, you know, everybody has somebody that they know of that they can, 
you know, help out with something mm-hmm. or find out, or, you know, Hey, I know, I know a guide over in that area, or I have a buddy that hunts that area, you know, he's looking for a, um, you know, partner to go out. So he's not out solo. You can hook each other up, you know, yeah. to go out and hunt, you know, it's, that's, that's what it's all about. And I love it when people ask me questions, love it. You know, I do too. I can, you know, if I could take everybody out, if they all lived in, you know, our, our area, anyone that wanted to go out, I am down to go out and, and teach. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, you know, is awesome about the social media. Cause I've met people that way where they want to get out in the field and learn and, you know, just experience what, what I'm experiencing on a daily, you know, and trying to imagine what it's like getting out there and, uh, hunting or whatever. And I, and I'm excited to take a few, um, women that are starting hunting this year Mm -hmm. out into, uh, the field as well. Um, they just got their tags over the counter. So looking forward to that and just teaching. That is great. I, uh, I always say there's never a stupid question because there's always going to be a question that I have not thought of myself. And and no matter where you are on your journey, whether you are just starting or you've been hunting for 40 years, there's always something to learn. And so everybody's asking questions. It doesn't matter who you ask the question to, because most of the community is going to continue on and find that answer and bring it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm pretty lucky, um, over here. I, when, when I started my business, uh, May of 2018, I had heard about this legend out here in Owens Valley. That was this legendary hunting guide out here. And I had never met him. But I was working over here at the Aberdeen Cafe, um, just helping out and up at the bar. This this he was a handsome dude, you know, mm-hmm. older man. And uh, he, he really you can tell he wasn't going to put up with no shit. So <laughs> I said, how's it going? And, um, you know, I was introduced to him. Um, and they said, this is Lisa. She just started eagle eye hunting and fishing. And he said, oh, really? And he throws out his business card <laughs> and he said, I'm Don Nichols. I said, oh, my goodness, I am meeting the legend. I said, I am very, very excited right now. So ever since then, um, he has been mentoring me um, in Owens Valley. Oh, I, That's amazing. I sit there and be out in the field with him for days. Um, all the great stories of his hunts you know, all the experiences that he's been through, the hunters, you know, his his clients and, you know, everything and how they still keep in touch after 30 plus years. It, it's just awesome to um, soak in everything that this man is um, willing to spit out to me, you know, uh, as far as his special spots or you know, it, it's been an experience learning about all the history out here in Owens Valley and to be able to ride shotgun in his vehicle and, you know, uh, go find some elk is pretty cool. Um, pretty cool to be out there with a legend. <laughs> what a treasure. That's something yeah. to always hold on to and soak up as much from those legends ahead of us um, yeah, that we yeah. can. It, it's, it's uh, pretty neat to, you know, that he's out there mentoring me um, to help me become everything I can and, and learn about um, all the ins and outs of the valley here and uh, all the special hunts and the, the hunts in the past that he's experienced and where you can go out treasure hunting and mm-hmm. find, you know, arrowheads or all kinds of neat things. So it's a really a cool experience. And I'm very lucky that he uh, has opened up his, his heart and, you know, him and Cindy, his wife are pretty great people to accept me into that. Oh, that is great. That is great. Okay. So Lisa Marie, we have, so just to tell people kind of where you are, you are kind of right in the middle of 
Kings Canyon, Death Valley, Sequoia National Park, like that whole, you're kind of right in the middle, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so yeah, we have, um, here in Owens Valley, our, our zones, our deer zones here, um, the X9B is yes. from Lone Pine, um, to Bishop Mine Street, um, pretty big area. Um, we have across the highway on the east side of the highway and that's X9C. Um, then we have X9A is up towards Mammoth. Okay. Um, so we have pretty big area. The, the Goodell hunt is right here in my backyard. It's pretty amazing. Um, and that one, uh, they've only given 25 tags and people, it, it takes years, um, I've, I've heard from 16 to 30 years ever since they've been putting in for their, uh, ever since they got their uh, hunting license, you know. Because so that's a point. Uh, it's a point system, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Point system. And, you know, each tag has different points that, you know, you have to max out on. And so, but there's randoms as well. Mm-hmm. It's, um, you know, but when you do draw one of these tags out here, everybody's excited for you because they know the amount of time, you know, you've put in that tag. And exactly. It's, it's uh, pretty exciting, you know, um, lifetime hunts. Is yes. Like what no I kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you, let them mm-hmm. know really quick. Right. Yeah, you, you can reach me um, on Facebook. I have Eagle Eye Hunting and Fishing uh, Facebook page, as well as Instagram. It's Eagle Eye Hunting and Fishing. Okay, <laughs> that's a pretty simple cool. way to get a hold of you. I know that yeah. coming from from my perspective as a new hunter, going out and meeting like four men for a hunt, it might not necessarily be. I don't know, it might be a little intimidating knowing that you're a part of that um, would give a little bit of comfort. I don't know if comfort is the word, just a little bit of ease in knowing that I wouldn't be the only woman on that hunt. I mean, I trust I trust some good people out there, but you never know. Sure. No, I I understand what you're saying. And I I I really get that. Um, But, you know, you, you can't. Um, be afraid to step no. out of your comfort zone. It's true. Um, because you might miss out on the opportunity to have a, a, a wonderful hunt and, you know, just you have to all have respect for each other yes. and, and treat each other the same, you know, because we're all out there to enjoy and have a good hunt and everybody help each other and, and make a good experience for each other. So it's, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I've been there, you know, my insides are shaking and I was out of my comfort zone, but you have to go out and give it a shot and help each other, you know, have a beer and celebrate afterwards. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's, um, I love hearing stories of people's lives as they go through the process of learning to hunt and then applying it and then teaching it. And it just, it warms my heart, but I think that it, it also sets a great example. Thank you. I appreciate you guys uh, recognizing me and asking me to do this with you. It's uh, been a great experience. Of course. All right. Thanks for listening. You can find Lisa Marie Thatcher on Facebook and Instagram at Eagle Eye Hunting and Fishing. Thank you for listening. Follow and tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Sasquatch Fuel. If you're heading to the backcountry this season and you need some meals that don't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. Our 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, 
head to sasquatchfuel.com. Hey guys, enter code Western Contours at checkout and save a few bucks off your order.